The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, September 23rd, and we got some football. The start to week three begins with a high-profile battle between the undefeated Panthers and Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. We'll be recapping all of that action live on YouTube after the game. If you want to come hang with us once the game ends and talk about what happened, Break that down. Ask us questions that we'll answer in the live chat. Whatever you want, go to youtube.com slash pick six. Hit the subscribe button and you'll get alerts on your phone or, yeah, you'll get I guess, alerts on your phone, your iPad or whatever when we go live. I know this to be true, not because I have a ton of subscriptions on YouTube. Actually, I don't, well, I don't want to talk about me being banned on YouTube, which I am, but uh, my son has subscribed to a bunch of uh, different channels like gamer channels and he it's constant YouTube live stream, live stream. So subscribe. You'll get alerts when we go live. You can click, you press it. You come hang out with us and chat and we will break it all down. We do this after every primetime game. And of course, on Sunday nights, joining me to break down and to look at the gambling aspect of DFS prop preview for the Panthers and the Texans, the one, the only Tyler Sullivan, AKA Sully. What's up, buddy? How you doing? What's going on? Well, I think we could do a whole podcast probably of why you're banned on YouTube, right? I mean, I'm sure there's a, there was a fun, fun, uh, I fun told, explanation there. Well, I told my, I told Robbie on, um, I guess it was, was, I told him on Tuesday at night, he was asking me about YouTubes and live streams and stuff like that. And I was like, I know daddy's banned from YouTube. And he was like, what? Why? I was like, well, ironically, uh, I, I got banned from YouTube by CBS Sports because <laughs> because I I posted like a clip on like a like back in the day you didn't right, right. murder accounts on YouTube to post clips or you know you get like the DCMA takedown or whatever I got a DCMA takedown on something related I think to the Masters or maybe March Madness and this is before I worked at CBS and boom got popped and uh, and then like a year later I was working at CBS. That's the whole reason why you came here, right? Just to get yourself back on YouTube. But, you know, you've been here for, what, almost a, a decade, right? Over a decade, you still haven't been able to do it. I can, like, log in with – I can watch YouTube and comment on my phone, but I can't do it on my computer. It's very okay. – it's All only right. desktop. It's very right. very weird, though. But anyway, um, yeah, come watch us on YouTube.com. If you're, if, you're, if you're watching this show on YouTube.com, because all of our shows are there, hit the like button. Tell us in the chat what you're – in the comments – Leave your favorite prop bet for Panthers and Texans. We'll go back and look and find out who's got the best one. You know, if you, if you want to fire like a 30 to one long shot and that hits, well, I don't know. We don't know if we can do anything for you, but we'll give you a shout out for sure. Maybe we'll have Debo drive a, I don't know, like a case of beer to your house or something. Um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't promise that from a legal perspective. Uh, anyway, the Panthers are minus eight at Houston. And the over-under here, 43, Sully. As I mentioned, there will be no Tyrod Taylor. He has been ruled out for the Houston Texans. I mean, Davis Mills, will be, the rookie, will be making his first career NFL start. Um, he was the first first overall pick in the Nick Casario era because the Texans had given up all their picks for other players. For the Panthers, I believe the only player ruled out is Yetter Gross Matos. 
the former Penn State defensive lineman who is very stout against the run and one of the guys they've utilized well. But, you know, I, I, anyway, I, I think I believe those are the only ones. I will double check the injury report. Well, you tell me what you think about Davis Mills starting for the Texans. I know, right? It was a week ago we had Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Now it's Davis Mills, <laughs> Sam Darnold. I mean, come on. What, what could be better than these quarterback matchups in the NFL? But this is a tough landing spot for him. You know, again, I, I like the like the Panthers here, minus eight. You know, I think I put it in at minus seven and a half. The thing went up pretty quickly. I think it was seven. I think it opened at seven. Yeah. And it's it's already gone up uh, to eight. So, you know, get it where you can. That's fine with me. Either way, obviously, I, I still think they'll be able to cover. To me, this is a, a double-digit win here for the Carolina Panthers. And this is a tough spot for, for the rookie quarterback. I mean, you know, you're looking at a Panthers defense, believe it or not, could be, is statistically the best defense in the NFL sure. right now. I sure, mean, it, sure. it, is, it is statistically the best defense in the NFL. I mean, they were, again, you have a rookie quarterback going up against the best defense in the NFL right now. Last week against Jameis Winston, they only allowed six first downs. I mean, it's just, this is a tough spot. If this is the defense that we're looking at with Carolina, it is not a great landing spot for a rookie quarterback making his first NFL start. And, and, and not even a Justin Fields first round quarterback making his first, you know, first start in the NFL. This is a guy in Davis Mills, third round pick who... It needed. It felt like needs a full season to even begin to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and I, to add on to that, you know, it's not like this is, um, you know, Davis Mills starting in place of Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs and Andy Reid and all that, all that's around him. Now they have a decent offensive line, but you know, skill position wise, they're missing Nico. Nico Collins will be out as well for the Texans. It sounds like with a shoulder injury, their rookie wide receiver. And Deshaun Watson obviously has been has been ruled out. I think officially uh, as a result, he, he's just he's going to be inactive. And then Danny Amendola is not going to play for the Texans either. So it's basically uh, Brandon Cooks and oh goodness gracious, I was even hold on. I've got, I even have him in like some fantasy lineups. Now. Brandon Cooks and uh, oh no, Davis Mills. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's Chris really Conley. Chris Conley, and then former Bears. A uh, high draft pick, Anthony Miller, is going to get some run as well. So not, and then David, uh, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay around him in the backfield. There's just not a lot to work with, unless this is a 2013 uh, fantasy All Star team. At which point, you know, yeah, Davis Mills is like seven. Um, so one of the things though on this Panthers defense, I went back and rewatched the entire uh, all, like I watched the full all 22 of the the Panthers defense. Phil Snow, their defensive coordinator, is doing some like crazy stuff with the defense. What basically he's running sort of a college setup in terms of there's a little bit of like three, three, five to it. And he'll, he'll have um, Morgan Fox and Derek Brown basically lined up in these spread out defensive tackle formations, have two defensive ends, one on Brian Burns on, on one side. So it's this spread out weird four man front, where two guys are down and two guys are up, but then he's walking. He has Jeremy Chin and Shaq Thompson, who are both like one's a linebacker and one's a safety, but both could be linebackers or both could be safeties the way they play. Has him walk up and essentially, you know, I don't, I don't want to act like I'm like some like X's and O's expert. You know, they are technically sugaring the A gaps, is, is what they're doing, right? And he has them there between the center and the guard and sometimes one will blitz sometimes both will blitz sometimes both will drop into coverage sometimes the other will blitz and you just don't know what's going on and Jameis Winston you know had a good offensive line in front of him 
with easy dump off weapons and a really smart offensive coordinator calling plays for him. And now granted the loss of Eric McCoy with Cesar Ruiz in there was a problem, a big problem for their blocking, but they had you know good, they had plenty going on the tackles. The Texans are Texans are going to have that. And Davis Mills is not, doesn't have the experience of Jameis Winston, nor does he have the play calling of Sean Payton and the coaching of Sean Payton. So I have a really hard time figuring out how the Texans are going to score here outside of maybe a, a longer, like a long shot to Brandon Cooks or a jailbreak to Anthony Miller or a, a great, a well-timed screen call. I, I don't know that the Panthers are truly the number one defense in football, but when you watch them, they have the young personnel that's sort of taken a step forward. And I think they will be a top 10 defense and will cause problems, particularly for a rookie quarterback in this spot. Right, and that's really it. I mean, you're asking a lot if you're the Houston Texans to for Davis Mills to go out there, go under center, try to assess what's going on, particularly, as you noted, that defense, which it disguises itself pretty well so far this season. So to me, again, like you said, you know, it would have to be a breakdown in coverage, Cooks wide open down the field, you just got to heave it up and hit them type of, you know, scoring, you know, output here for the Houston Texans. I mean, unless they're able to run it down their throat, which I don't think that's going to be possible yeah. with Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay and David Johnson, it's tough to envision a scenario where they're, they're just lighting up the scoreboard. This thing's hitting over and we have this crazy game on our hands. To me, this one's pretty straightforward. The, the Panthers defense, as you've been noting, is, you know, a lot of these young guys are stepping up. It's tough for a rookie quarterback. And again, I want to keep emphasizing this. It's not a first-round rookie quarterback where we're waiting for this guy to ascend like Trey Lance or Justin Fields. This is a guy that was not supposed to be starting this season. In a perfect world, Tyrod Taylor stayed completely healthy. You had Davis Mills as a prospect going into 2022, and that was really about it. But the fact that he got hurt and, and now you're thrusting this guy into week three, again, it's this is you know another thing too. It's not like it's week 13 and you're out of it. You just want to see what happens. This is week three. We're pretty early into this career. You're tied for first place in the division, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> you're so one and one. I mean, you're you're still there. It's you know, it's, it's just a tough spot for him. You, you do feel bad for him because it's one of those scenarios where you you like to see those guys have their opportunity. I mean, we've seen it over the course of you know, our, you know, we've seen Dak Prescott, we've seen Russell Wilson, we've seen Derek Carr, all these day two guys, day three guys to you know come in, make an impact, and have a career for themselves. But right now, Davis Mills, again, jury's still out if he'll actually end up being a starting NFL quarterback. But in this scenario, it's a tough first landing spot for your first start. I also think in regards to this line that it is difficult to – this is implying that the Panthers would be minus 14 at home against the Texans, which yeah. is – and I don't think you could go any higher than that. Yeah. Eight is sure. a lot for a primetime dog – even though you got a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, you know, I mean, a primetime dog at home plus eight is a ton. That, like you said, that's like a week 15 rookie quarterback line, not a week three rookie quarterback line, but this is a short week for the Texans. I, with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, you know, Davis Mills was not playing, was not preparing to play until Sunday when Tyrod Taylor got hurt. You know, that's, that's, you know, that, like he he just couldn't have possibly been prepared to play yeah. this Thursday until Tyrod Taylor got hurt. So I don't I don't love laying eight on the road, and I do think that you know you can make the argument just on principle that you should take the home dog in prime time plus eight. But I, I like the Panthers a lot here, and I, and I would normally if Tyrod Taylor's under center, I'm probably leaning towards Houston. I I believe I believe they're two and zero against the spread this season. They've been you know surprisingly scrappy. 
for for a team that everybody thinks is going to be the worst team in the NFL. I mean, obviously they were able to to beat the the Jaguars in Week One, and and you know that that was just a more of a testament probably to how bad Jacksonville is going to be this year under Urban Meyer. But they have been a scrappy team, so yeah, you have a quarterback like Tyrod Taylor under there, veteran, experience, doesn't turn the ball over too much. You could see this being relatively close. But again, with the rookie quarterback, it's just it's tough to go up against this type of a defense and, and really expect him to put up a lot of points. It is. All right, quickly, let's touch on the over-under here. I lean under. Actually, in fact, I, I took the under at 44. Yep. thought it might climb back up. It has not. It is at 43 on Caesars. I would lean towards the under, but I also think if you are betting on the – if you're taking the Panthers – and you're taking the under, you need to realize that you do have a small, uh, the window compresses when you take an eight point road favorite and an under 43. You know, if the Texans score 14 points, you're not done. But I mean, what the, the Panthers have to score, you know, you're, you're, you're flirting with disaster. So right. if you don't love the Panthers minus eight, the under might be a pretty good look. 43 well, is, is not many points, but these teams are not. Not exactly high pace. Exactly, and, and I'll give you these trends just because I have them in front of me. Five and zero for the Panthers over their la- uh, the under has hit five and zero last five games just overall. The under has also hit se- uh, has a seven and one record after a straight up win for the Panthers, and the under is also four and one for the Texans against teams with a winning record. So you know there are some decent trends that you can look at. Some of them are fluky. Some of them like are like on the sixth January of whatever the, the unders hit this. Th- throw those ones aside, in my opinion. But when you're talking about a team that's you know running relatively hot again, five and zero, oh, and you know the unders hit over the last five games for the Panthers. That's very recent. That's not. That's a new. It's the same regime, new quarterback, but you're st- you know they're still sprinkled in there with Sam Darnold. So the under is is a pretty popular bet here, I think. Yeah, and the Texans have no interest in turning this into a shootout. No, they have a rookie quarterback again. They they, they want this game to be slow paced. I think they'll try to run the football a ton, try to minimize the exposure that you get. Uh, with Davis Mills and basically, you know, create a turnover too and try to keep the Panthers from possessing the ball too much and, and getting it up tempo. And I don't think Carolina wants to do that anyway. So, you know, well, I, I would, I, I like the under a lot here. It's a low number, but I think it looks pretty good. All right, let's take a break. and we come back, we'll do props and DraftKings picks. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I can't actually believe we spent that long talking about the Panthers and Texans uh, spread. Maybe that's what I get for watching film. I didn't even get to use the, the <laughs> phrase bare front, which I was going to do in relation to Phil Snow's defense. Uh, but anyway, to the props. I think there are lots of good props out there in this game. And I will start with Sam Darnold over under rushing yards at six and a half. The reason I like this prop is not because I think the Texans will pressure Sam Darnold a ton and he'll be forced to scramble. However, I do believe, again, <laughs> look at me having watched some film. Um, I went back and I wanted to see if Sam Darnold was actually throwing the ball well and whether or not it was just going up against, you know, uh, bad defense in the Jets, a banged up defense in the Saints, banged up tired defense in the Saints. You know, and and ultimately, I came away deciding that it is uh, Sam Darnold playing much better than he did with the Jets, making smarter decisions. But man, I was really impressed with the scheme that Joe Brady cooked up for Sam Darnold against the Saints, and I think we'll see something similar. Essentially, what I was sort of seeing, um, Sully, is that. He's trying to make it where Christian McCaffrey is not his first read, but rather is sort of his maybe third or fourth. Like is is the read on the back end where it's a safety valve, but yeah, allowing yeah. Sam Darnold security blanket if things go haywire, he's always there. But 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 essentially allow giving Sam Darnold a setup where he doesn't have to make a difficult read, make another difficult read, and then figure out where Christian McCaffrey is. It's okay. Is it is this open? No, no, move on. Is this open? No, move on. And then then you've got McCaffrey sort of busting out on a you know Texas route or something like that. Or or yeah, you know, they run plenty of plays through McCaffrey. But a lot of the stuff they were also doing was getting Sam Darnold out on the edge. You cut the field in half, uh, and then you give him an easier level of reads. And I think in many cases, you're going to see Sam Donald grab the ball and take off and run if those guys aren't open. So I like the over six and a half rushing yards here for Sam Donald. I love it. You know, that, that one's really fun to me because obviously like he's not Lamar Jackson. It's not, I mean, it's not a crazy prop to say like, oh, he's ripping off 30 yards for the game or anything along the, like a Jackson or Kyler Murray mark. This is a couple of opportunities where things may be a little bogged down downfield. You run, you run, you know, five yards twice and you're good to go. I mean, you know, that's, that's, I like that a lot. You know, there's not a lot of, um, not a lot of risk there in my opinion. You can really, you know, you can envision that scenario unfolding rather quickly in, in the first two quarters. To me, I'll stick with the Panthers. Uh, you know, I like DJ Moore's over five and a half receptions. I feel like that would have to happen early because if because uh, if we all envision that Carolina is going to come out to a lead, kind of, you know, really create some distance for themselves against Houston. So I'm really banking on this in the first half or so, because, again, I'm envisioning a, a Carolina lead and then maybe just kind of running it later on in this game. But the targets, he's got 19 of them over two games. It's the most on the team. It's six in week one, eight in week two. So he's hit the over on this prop in both games that he's played thus far. Again, this could turn into one of those games where it's, you know, a big lead and you slow it all down with the run. But to me, if they're going to start throwing it the way they normally do, it's DJ Moore who's the guy that's going to benefit the most. Yeah. I love DJ Moore. And you got it at plus money. Plus money, yeah. The other thing, too, is if you're thinking about betting on this and you're listening to it on – 
listening to this podcast on Thursday morning, and you can probably watch it. You know, probably can be watching on Wednesday night on YouTube.com slash pick six. Again, we recap all the primetime games on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the like button, comment your favorite prop in the chat in the comments. There's a chance that could move down. It's so heavily juiced to yeah. minus 140 to the under. Um, you know, if you if you get four and a half, I clearly love the other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess my point is you could maybe wait and see if it moves down. But anytime you can get a prop on a on a number one receiver at a pretty reasonable five and a half number there, and it's plus money, I don't hate that at all. Um, I actually like scroll down a little bit. I'm I'm gonna take the juice here, eat the eat the cheese, so to speak, and take the over on Terrace Marshall receptions at two and a half. This is a spot where you have this receiver in Terrace Marshall that they that they t- they use a high pick on, second-round pick. Joe Brady loves him. Six targets in the first game, three catches. Three targets, three catches in the second game. They're going to get him involved. And if the game if – the, if the Panthers start to open up a lead, I don't think they're just going to go into I formation and run the ball with Christian McCaffrey. I think it's a good spot to get some usage out of Terrace Marshall. So while DJ Moore, you maybe are a little more worried about if the Panthers are up 21-3 at halftime, you're not going to get there. I think with Terrace Marshall, you can still get there because they could pull DJ Moore off. Even if they pull Darnold off, they still might leave Marshall in there to continue to allow him to get reps. And all you, again, all you need is three catches. So a big fan of that uh, prop as well. What, what else you got? Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, well, just because, you know, again, you know, this is a team, new quarterback. They're still trying to figure him out too. You know, if this ter- does turn into a blowout, again, there's a chance that they pack it in and they they go away, but they could also use it as almost a live in-game practice opportunity to really start hitting these guys and build some rapport. So I do like that. Um, I'll go over to the Houston side of it. I'll take the over again. We're hitting some overs here. We, uh, we like the overs when we do these pods, but I like David Johnson over 16 and a half receiving yards. I just don't think they're going to force it down down the field too, too much unless it's a break and Break, breaking coverage where you know Brandon Cooks is running down the field. I think Davis Mills is going to you know really be a big check down guy in this. And the overs hit in both of his games in terms of this receiving yards proper. David Johnson, he's just kind of been that receiving yard back for them so far this year. So to me, again, rookie quarterback, he's going to want to check down a lot. He'll just look to his running backs. To me, I like David Johnson. The the over on his receiving yards prop sixteen and a half. And David Johnson's the guy who's going to be in there if they're trailing. Yeah. Yep. So- which is you're gonna you're thinking you're gonna get a dump off spot for him there as well, um, so it it definitely works. I like it. I like David Johnson a lot in this spot. I actually picked up David Johnson in some fantasy leagues where I don't have a good RB two as a guy to use on Thursday night because they could run him, and if they get down, it's gonna be Davis Mills dump off to David Johnson when he doesn't have time because the Panthers defense is getting all over them. I've got an under here, Brandon Cooks. Under receiving yards, sort of along the same line, Sully. Under receiving yards, 68 and a half. I got it at 70 and a half nice. on uh, Tuesday night, maybe, or maybe Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday Tuesday afternoon, maybe, Tuesday night. It is down to 67 and a half, and it's still cratering. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> we should probably tweet that out or something. I'm trying to find by the pen I just dropped. But uh, we should we should probably tweet that out because you're, you're, you're losing value. I think anything down to 65 and a half is fine. Yeah. Here's the logic. Davis Mills would love to latch on to Brandon Cooks. And we've seen that Brandon Cooks is, in terms of his volume, is going to be high. I would not take the under on his catches. But I don't know that Brandon Cooks is going to get there with – one with the good cornerbacks that the Panthers have, 
both J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson have looked pretty good uh, so far this season. Two, more importantly, I don't think Davis Mills is going to have time in the pocket to stretch the field to Brandon Cooks. And I think he, he's going to need that. This is not a possession receiver. Maybe he jailbreaks a screen or something to burn us. But I think he probably finishes somewhere closer to 60 receiving yards. I would take it down to 65 and a half. Obviously, you'd rather have 70 than 67. He can land in between. It happens yep. all the time. He can have a big catch. It could go over. But I like that under a lot. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you again. You know, not, not a lot of confidence in, in the Texans offense in this. And, and you're really... You're really asking for a lot if he's trying to, you know, get over 70 and and and, and really make an impact in this game. To me, to me, I, I don't see it for him. Again, I'm much more if you're trying to take a receiving prop for for the Texans, I much look at the running backs just because I think he's going to have a very low air a dot in this game. I don't think it's going to be anything, Correct. you know, down the field. I think it's going to be a lot of checkdowns going to like David Johnson, maybe even Philip Lindsay and stuff like that. The tight ends, like that's that's where I think a lot of the action is going to be. And, and uh, last one for me. Mark Ingram, I think I do like the over on his nine and a half uh, carries in this one. To me, it just hammer it. Rookie quarterback, they're going to feed Ingram the ball early just to let Mills get his feet wet. Not ask for him to do too much until, you know, maybe once Carolina builds up a lead or something like that. But to me, Mark Ingram's their lead back. He's crushed this total in both games this year. I, I was actually surprised it was this low, below double digits. So to me, this one's a, a hammer. Go, go for it. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of that, too. They're going to get those in early, and they're going to get them in often. My next prop is going to be marking over rushing yards, 36 and a half. If he rushes the ball 10 times, so you need 37 rushing yards. Uh, I don't know if you're a math major could do this in your head, but 37 divided by 10, that's 3.7 yards per carry. It ain't much. He ain't got to do a whole lot to get over it. Uh, oh, look at that. Yeah, 30. Yeah, so you need 37 yards, and the projection is 10 carries for them. I'm fine with either one of those bets, and they're really correlated. Uh, Debo, I don't know if you can find rushing receiving yards. I actually don't hate that either because it gives you – there we go. Mark Ingram, 44.5. That might have been 42.5 earlier. Mm. So you need eight receiving yards out of Mark Ingram. I don't hate that either, I I don't suppose, because if he gets one big run, you're probably going to get there. Maybe more importantly, you have some outs if the Texans are trailing – where in that same David Johnson role, it's dumping off to Mark Ingram. We just don't know how they're going to rotate those backs. I would anticipate they they might use two backs the whole time. Yeah. yeah I, I think not so. going to just keep two guys back there and let them, maybe they pass pro, maybe they're, you know, running little flare routes out. I, I just don't, I don't think we'll see a, uh, a I think, I think, I think Mark Ingram and David Johnson very likely to be involved in, in catching the football if, if the Texans are trailing. Okay. Lottery pick. What uh, what you got for a lottery pick? Oh yeah, I forgot I wrote down my lottery pick, but I gotta look it up real quick. You go first. I, I know what it is, so I can. Okay, take good. It. I completely forgot what it was. I, it was, it was Houston first uh, first drive outcome. Oh, yes, yes, Houston first drive outcome. Turnover. Don't be embarrassed about forgetting something. Thank you. Podcast. I, I actually have notes. I just didn't write it down. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, first drive turnover. Uh, it was plus four something, and plus so I was like, 20. okay. Yeah. Um, why why wouldn't you you're talking about davis mills first drive jitters throws a crazy pick i mean we've seen it with better quarterbacks in the past so to me that one i, I would i love sprinkling something on that just to, just to see if he has some of these jitters right when he gets out there drive number one turnover we're cashing well and to, to the, a correlated bet here as well i and i you can't find it on caesars okay. so I, I don't know what to tell you there. I have it. I bet it last. I bet it on Tuesday night because I found it at thirty to one. 
first touchdown score, Panthers defense, 30 to one. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, it's exactly. 12 to one. There's a really decent chance that Carolina creates a turnover and houses it, whether it's a strip sack, scoop score, or a pick six, uh, you know, where they just jump around. I just, I don't think they, I just don't think they have it on there. I looked before. If it pops up, grab it. But it looks like they don't offer that. So, uh, but because I'm a you know because I'm a Caesar's man here. Hold on, scroll back down, Debo. I'm gonna, the other the other one I like, uh, Brandon Zilstra, who I'm sure everyone has heard of. Of course, my, his jersey's hanging in my house. <laughs> uh, no, I know. It's like had a Brandon Zilstra stats. Does he? He does exist as a as a, <laughs> as a human on this planet, right? Uh, three targets, three catches for forty four yards and a touchdown last week. The when I was talking about the flood concept that they use on the play action for Darnold, it was like play action on a shotgun. He rolled right, and they had sort of CMC on this delayed drop-off, and then three guys flooding. Zilstra's one of the guys that flooded, got open in the middle, hit him for a touchdown. The Texans are going to be focusing in the red zone on DJ Moore, on Christian McCaffrey, maybe on Robbie Anderson as well, Terrace Marshall. This is a guy at 40-1 to 1 that they have that they use a lot in in the um, you know in their offense. Robbie, relatively to his, you know, he he has had he's played 19% and 18% of the snaps. Uh, on offense the last two two weeks so he is at least on the field and at 40 to 1 I'll take a I'll take a flyer on Joe Brady dialing up something weird in the passing game down in the red zone although if you're, Chris McCaffrey's plus 275 for first touchdown you just you can't sure. take it but yeah, yeah yeah it's it is what it is I All do right. like that though well that's uh that is like Quintez Cephas vibes from last week you know, so, I mean, you know but do we do we have Quintez Cephas first touchdown we did right I don't I don't know if we had first touchdown but we were we were I very much on put him in your DFS lineups I bet first touchdown of 30 to 1 and put 30 bucks on it so that that was an automatically profitable game very that's fun, profitable that's, game fun. that's a good time yeah that's a good time yeah I was dancing uh okay let's talk DFS and uh this is a oh I you know what look at me just can't remember. Oh, we did talk Quintus Cephas because I still have the uh, I still have the DFS lineup. I, I prepared for the show and I forgot to load up the contest on my screen. Sorry, Debo. One day, let me get there and I'll share the screen. This is not the world's sexiest uh, DFS setup because because of just how top heavy it is with no, you know the te- you know you have the the situation with um, with Davis Mills and with uh, Tyrod Taylor being out. And then you have these insanely top heavy uh, uh, players on the, on the Carolina side. Right, here we go. Let's, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we're about to share the screen. If you're not watching on YouTube, we'll try and describe it in a way better than you see. My balance is way down. You know why? Cause I went out and bought some tiger woods, NFTs. What nice. A, there you go. What an idiot I am. <laughs> um, so Christian McCaffrey, obviously the top captain spot. And if you get if you if you pay up for Christian McCaffrey, and I got no problem doing it because he's probably gonna well, actually, I do have a problem doing it because I think Sully, this is a spot where if the Panthers get a big lead, they may reduce Christian McCaffrey's workload. If it's if they feel if it is, for instance, 21-3 at halftime, I don't think you're getting a lot of Christian McCaffrey carries in the second half. Yeah. I could be wrong, but it would be no. I agree. I mean, think about the season he just had last year. They're not trying to do that in a in a 
quote unquote meaningless, you know, second half of a Thursday night game against the Houston Texans. Like you, right. like you're, you're, you are just asking to get second guess if something goes wrong with McCaffrey in, in the third quarter. I mean, look right. at what happened last week with Pittsburgh and Deontay Johnson on the last play of the game. when it was, a uh, you were pretty much out of it. And, you know, now, you know, now we don't know what his yeah. status is going to be. So, you know, that's tough. So looking at that, I would anticipate that we see a pretty substantial ownership percentage on Christian McCaffrey as your captain. Mm -hmm. And part of the problem with where he is at that number is that if you want to have him in your captain position, it leaves you $6,000 per player the rest of the way down. If you go with Christian McCaffrey, good luck getting... I mean, would you want to go DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson? Then you're down to fourth at three thousand eight hundred per player for three guys. Yeah, you were just you were just you're not going to have a lot to work with with McCaffrey at captain. Now, if McCaffrey has a monster game, it's in prime time, and he could. It wouldn't be shocking at all. It it would be you know it's going to be tough to overcome. Right. If he goes Aaron Jones on us, then sure, absolutely. You know, congratulations, you're cashing. But. That's a lot of, you know, you're not really giving yourself the most roster flexibility there. And I don't think he's the best captain pick. Again, might be the most popular just because he's Christian McCaffrey and he can he can win you a contest on his own just because of his skill set. To me, I think it's pretty clear that Carolina's defense needs to be your captain this week. To me, I, Yeah, I have that written down. I said the best captains are – look, CMC may be the highest scoring player in this game. Yeah, but that will not that does not necessarily correlate to him being the optimal lineup with him at captain. If there if the if other points are coming from other places, I would agree with you. I think that there are a lot of lineups you can build with the Panthers D, uh, DST as your captain. They are ninety three hundred dollars. So if you go Carolina as your captain, you can easily go. Well, you've probably done this. You want to tell me who you got in a Carolina captain thing? I don't want to. I got so, a couple of so, I, so I got Carolina, obviously, at the captain spot. You can go Darnold, McCaffrey. Yep. You can you can go, uh, and I have Marshall, Ingram, and David Johnson. So, so Marshall, cap- Ingram. David Johnson. David I think Johnson. It's, I think it's like 100 bucks left over. Uh, oh, Terrace Marshall. Yes, yep. you can definitely do that. Okay. So you could do, yep, it leaves $100 over. You go Panthers defense. And then you could go Sam Darnold, Christian McCaffrey, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, and Terrace Marshall. And the idea being that the Panthers will have a defensive touchdown. They will limit what the Texans do on offense. Sam Darnold will throw to Christian McCaffrey and Terrace Marshall. And Mark Ingram and David Johnson will be the recipient of short passes as they play catch up. And and then you have that sort of game flow in the back end. Now, the one thing I would point out here, if I may, is that if I'm going to do... Oh boy, what just happened there? Uh, if I'm going to do that, and I like that, I like I've entered a lineup already where I have the Panthers as a captain, CMC, Darnold, but then instead of that, instead of going, and I do like your running backs coming back, but I want DJ Moore too. This okay. is the Panthers bloodbath scenario, and then the other flex that I really want to get in in the event that the Panthers are up huge and they pull Christian McCaffrey is Chuba Hubbard, the backup yeah. running back, $3,200. If he's in there and if, if if Christian McCaffrey gets pulled and Chuba Hubbard is getting fed in the second half and he got eight carries last week against the Saints defense in a blowout. So I think it's possible he gets 10-plus carries, 15 touches, maybe even more. If that happens, then all of a sudden you can be, even with McCaffrey out, you can be racking up points with his backup 
in the second half, or even they're, they're alternating there. And then you have to have one Texans player. So I would Chris Conley at sixteen hundred, just because the the Texans are so thin there. Now that is a five to one stack with Panthers players. If the Texans are up fourteen three at halftime, you can you, trash it. Yeah, trash the lineup. It's it's over. Um, I think that you could. This is now. This is a weird one too. And I, man, I kind of like your idea though of having those Texans running backs on the short passing options. Well, that's exactly how I see it. I mean, that yeah. the lineup that we talked about, just you know, the last lineup was basically the summary of our props and how we feel about the game, like how we feel it's going to unfold. Where Panthers right. defense goes out, and on the Texans side, it's you know really tough to see Brandon Cooks going over seventy yards. So why do I want to throw him in a DraftKings lineup if I don't if I'm if I'm taking the under and I'm also creating a lineup? It's tough for me to be like, oh well, I'm just going to throw Brandon Cooks in there. Well, it's like, well, you just bet that he's going to go under seventy yards. So why do you, why do you think he's going to have a great DFS night? Really, let's see what David Johnson does in the passing game, and let's see if Mark Ingram can make something of an impact on the ground while sprinkling in a couple of catches. Uh, the other option, if you, I think I did this too. I went that same lineup with the Panthers defense mm-hmm. instead of Chuba Hubbard, just in the event that they don't ease back on Christian McCaffrey and they want to flex. You could go Zane Gonzalez in there as well. And if the Panthers put up a bunch of points, you're getting those extra points. And then in theory, let's say it's not a high scoring game. You are going to get those field goals if the Panthers don't close in the red zone. And I, I, I do believe the Panthers and the Texans to a degree. This is a Joey Sly revenge game, by the way, uh, th- that both teams will be willing to kick plenty of field goals in the event that the game is, um, you know, I- I- in the event that I just think the Panthers will be fine taking field goals because they believe their defense is going to win the game. And I think the Texans won't be aggressive and will try to take as many field goals as they can. The one other kind of kooky build I did is I went, as I mentioned, Chris Conley, right? So let's go Chris Conley. As our captain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's this is good because I felt like let's what can we do with the Houston Texan as our captain? Well, all right. So Conley is twenty four hundred dollars as a captain. I don't think Conley's gonna be the number one player in this in this. I don't think he's gonna be the number one scorer. Yeah. But if you get one point five now, and look, if you again if you, you're to your point, if you get an Aaron Jones game from Christian McCaffrey or DJ Moore, you you're about it. toast. But we're we're looking at this under. And we're thinking that, you know, you, you want to be able to maximize your optim, optimal lineup. If you go Conley as your captain, guess what you can do? CMC, Darnold, DJ Moore. And then we are going to ask, also add Davis Mills, who's throwing to Conley, because I don't think he'll be very highly rostered. And we can still come down and get Terrace Marshall. So you unlock, this is sort of the, okay, maybe this game's a little more high scoring than we think. Take away Panthers D, roll with Conley, and you you basically unlock all of the Panthers offense with outside of Robbie Anderson, and you have a, a a piece there where if Mills hits Conley for a long touchdown, or you know, or or Conley catches eight balls for a hundred yards, suddenly you've got a lineup that is so different from everybody else it could rise at the top. Now that's not a lineup I'm playing in a like a hundred dollar single entry, but. I'm I'm playing that in a fifteen dollar, you know, shoot the moon, uh, uh, type of situation. A couple more leverage pieces. Uh, Zilstra, as I mentioned, four point six k. I think Mark. I have Mark Ingram and David Johnson both listed as leverage pieces because if you have them in there, you're not very. I just don't think people are going to want to use Texans. You're going to see four two five one Carolina builds all over the place, and that's why. You go Texans, maybe David Johnson catches 10 balls for 
150 yards. You know, that's that would as a captain, that would be very nice. Uh, and then values. I had Hubbard, Chris Conley, Ian Thomas at 2K and Terrace Marshall at, at 4K. Any other thoughts on a DFS? No, that's that's pretty much all. You know, we're pretty much in the same same brain on that one. Like, again, I, you know, no one's really going to use Davis Mills as your captain. You know, you're not going to that is going to be very low ownership. I don't think that that is going to be a great play, but. What we were doing with that lineup with the Texans, you know, trying to figure out who we could use for a Texan as a captain. I mean, there you can well, look hark, at scenarios. Harken back, and, back to the Giants-Washington game. Well, I was just going to say, don't even go that far. Look at what happened on Monday night with the, with the Lions and the, and the Packers. I yeah. mean, you had that opening drive or that opening first half really between Jared Goff and he's hitting, he's hitting Quintez Cephas and he's hitting, you know, it's a game where we thought it was going to be a blowout with the Packers. It ended up being a blowout because they adjusted at halftime, went on a 21, nothing rip for the final two quarters. But if you're in a DFS lineup, you're doing okay. Even if that starts, I mean, you know, yes, you yeah. know, Aaron Jones completely wrecks that later, but you like the, the idea to, of it, if you want to make a bunch of money, you needed Aaron Jones as your captain. Yeah. And then, and then, but you had to have Quintus Cephas too. You had to, the, exactly. you had to the exactly. line pieces that hit, and to that Washington Giants game, when we were talking about, we we're like, we said, you know, we, we said, I, I mean, like I, I was in the mix there for that, for that, that millionaire thing because I had Daniel Jones as a captain. Yeah. And so there is, that is, if you want to go, if you want to try and, if you want to try and um, win the million dollars, you need to take some chances. So a Davis Mills with two Texans and then, you know, maybe this game goes way over. Maybe maybe the Texans are able to throw all over the place, and the Panthers have a bad defensive outing. That that's in the realm of possibility. So, be you know, you got to think contrarian too as well. All right, uh, Sully, let's stay hot because we've been hitting these props like crazy. Got a big Thursday night game, and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday, buddy. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.